What are you doing over there? I'm adjusting my mic. All right. This is going to be a great show after you're done adjusting your microphone. How does this thing? It just hangs here. Nobody else comes in here. Nobody uses it. And every time I come in, it's loose. And it, like, wants to fall. It's about to fall. Don't do that. Don't do that. You see that? The the, the fitting yeah. at the top? Like, I know. Tighten listen. That. Listen. I know it that. Just wants to, it wants to break. And, and to tighten it. But what? Who? What part it's of- It's the earth. Uh, that's what I'm saying. It's just the earth. It, it, it's it's the rotation it of the earth. It just slowly unwinds and itself And as, as the time. tide rolls in and out, it loosens that uh, that that all thread it's at the ridiculous. top. Ridiculous. Yeah, I hear you. Truck Show Podcast, I'm Lightning. He is Holman. It's going to be a good show because we got a lot of good topics. Before we tease these topics, Holman, I want to get some business out of the way. Do you mind? Uh, what is your business? This business is a bag of cheeses. No, no, no. That's on top oh. of the bag. Oh, I see. I, I was in Arizona recently yes. on the way back from uh, mm-hmm. Summer Truck and Throwdown or whatever it was called. Uh, <laughs> Summer Truck and Throwdown. Summer Truck and... That's like I eight mixed, different events I all mixed together. Summer Truck and Nationals, not Lone Star Throwdown. That's the other one. I picked up two flags when I was in Arizona. Okay. I was at a, um, a little tiny... Please tell me one of them is not your freak flag. Uh, no, no, it's not. I do not want to see that I flag. I do not fly my freak flag I do not want to see it. Let your freak flag fly. Uh, so I went in this vet-owned flag store. That's all he sells are flags. Right on uh, McCulloch. Uh-huh. McCulloch. It's McCulloch, the main drag in Havasu. Okay. And I bought uh, bought me some flags. And these are well, these are both for you. Actually, you don't need the receipt. So you bought you some flags, but then these ones. So you bought multiple flags that we're not seeing here. Nope. When I say I bought me some flags, that yeah. means like I bought flags, but they're not for me either for you. Uh, like I bought me some apples, and I'm not going to eat them. I'm giving But you don't you. like apples. Yeah, okay, listen. All right, here's the first flag for you right here. All right. There's a flag right. to add to the collection. Oh, yes. This is a uh, Arizona mm-hmm. uh, three by five. Ooh, the nice quality. Very nice. Uh, this goes with our uh, Texas flag that hangs in the studio because we have, uh, despite our uh, protests against uh, Whataburger, mm-hmm. have been declared honorary Texans by our listeners. So the flag does fly Proudly within the studio, uh, and we have uh, we have been to Arizona more times than we can count. So. That's right. That's a good looking flag, isn't it? it is and he assured looking. me that that is a fire resistant. I'm going to hang it uh, behind me. Where uh, do you no, want to do it? Uh, right there. Okay, behind the monitor in the or, studio, or right here on either side of our. Uh, All right. Logo. Now this is another flag that I'm going to give you. Yeah. This one, um, I don't know if we can talk about on the air. No, I mean, well, I think we can, but it, does it say "Don't tread on me"? Is it, it yellow? It doesn't. Oh. No, it is. Um, I'll just hand it to you. Oh yes. Yes, uh, this is a flag that is cheering on a NASCAR driver, mm-hmm. which uh, I will fly loudly in my uh, private space domain. Yes, thank you. Cheering on a NASCAR <laughs> driver, you know what he's talking about, don't you? I I like and uh, if you racing. don't, yeah, I like love racing. racing. Mm-hmm. Love racing. All right, all right. So I, I, some of the business here is I need your help. When you got your TRX. Was there a break-in period, or had they already yes. given it to you past the break-in period? No, there's always a break-in period. I didn't know if they'd given it to you with a thousand miles. And the no, reason we usually I ask get them is, right. We usually get them like maybe a couple hundred miles. Okay, because a friend of mine worked for Ducati, still mm-hmm. does work for Ducati, and she would get new bikes, and she would call me and say, "Hey, I can't loan these out to the press until they have 500 miles on them." Yep. And I have seven bikes, and I need seven of these with 500 miles. Can you take these out and break them in? How do you get that? Deal. That's uh, awesome. I just I had it for a couple of couple of years, and she's awesome. And she's she used to work for Yamaha. And did the same thing. So what happened? Did she uh, excise you out of her life? Or no, she still does it. I just don't have time to break in bikes. Oh man, do you I want do. you want to break in Ducatis? I mean, that'd be rad. Okay, well we can do that sometimes. So anyway, I we'd have to go through this break-in process, and I I realized that this I don't think I've owned a new truck since 2003, so I haven't had to do this. So I'm looking here. It's 
how to break in your 6.2 liter supercharged engine, uh, zero to 100 miles. Um, do not allow the engine to operate at idle for an extended period of time. Of That's interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, because you want the rings to seat themselves and you want different RPMs. And so you want there to be driving and releasing. So there's a load on the engine, there's engine braking on the engine braking side, all that because you're basically forming a relationship with your cylinder walls and the piston rings. Mm-hmm. Press the accelerator pedal slowly and not more than halfway to avoid rapid acceleration. Mm-hmm. All right. Avoid of aggressive braking. Because you also need to make sure your ring and pinion mm-hmm. are uh, heat, go through a couple of heat cycles and make sure that they're completely cool, all that good stuff. Make sure that I bed the brakes correctly, mm-hmm. right? Drive with the engine speed below 3,500 RPM. All right, that kind of makes sense. Maintain vehicle speeds below 55 miles per hour and observe local speed limits, mm-hmm. right? Then 100 to 300 mile range, mm-hmm. which, and I'll tell you why this is significant in a moment. Press the accelerator pedal slowly and not more than halfway to avoid rapid acceleration. In lower gears, first through third, all right? Avoid aggressive braking. Drive at the engine speed below 5,000 RPM. Maintain vehicle speeds below 70 miles per hour and observe local speed limits. Now, I am at 200 in 88 miles right uh, now. A week as I ago pulled when we in, talked, you were at 260. Uh, no, I was at 210. Hmm. At 210. That was before I dropped it off at SoCal Tint for the Expel. Okay. Then I basically drove it to work and then straight here. So that's how many miles I've had on it since then. 300 to 500 miles. This is what I'm looking for. When I leave here, when I leave Motor Trend mm-hmm. after this, I will be basically at 300 miles. Okay. That means I can exercise the full RPM range, uh-huh. shifting manually with paddles or gear shift at higher RPMs when possible. Mm-hmm. I can't perform sustained operation with the accelerator pedal at wide open throttle. I've got to maintain speeds below 85. And for the first 1,500 miles, I cannot participate in track events, sport driving schools, or similar activities. But that means I can finally go up in the R's when I leave here. Okay. Just drive, I'm so excited. Just drive your truck. Just drive it. I am going to drive it. Just enjoy it. Do I sound too anal that I'm going yes. following those the letter no, of the I law? I mean, you should know. You know, those are there for a reason. But uh, you know, there's two schools of thought. There's the school of thoughts that says, if you baby your engine, it doesn't seat rings in and whatnot, and it's not going to uh, have a good seal inside the engine, and you'll burn oil and get blow by and all that stuff. And there's the other school of thought that says. Rev it hard and make it work hard so all that stuff immediately goes in. And then there's the middle ground, which is what the manufacturer's giving you. I don't know what's right. All I'm going to say is if you get a new vehicle, do your first oil change at like 1,000 miles. Just get all the gunk out of there. Get all, all the engine assembly lube out of there. And realize that most of these engines are run at the factory. And I don't know specific to the 6.2, but a lot of them are run at wide open th- throttle uh, in the vehicle to test them. So it's not like they haven't had any heat cycles or anything in them at right, all, right? right. So, okay. So they're just trying to keep you from uh, doing anything stupid. Well, I was and- preemptively scolded by Mr. Gail Banks, who said, uh, don't, don't, don't hot rod that thing yet until you get 500 miles on it. He didn't even read the manual. He just knew. He's broken yeah. in so many engines. So, uh, okay. And, and broken a lot, too. So do you really he trust has. him? Well, I think so. <laughs> He's pretty good. I think if I was going to follow anyone's advice, it would be his, right? right, Yeah, sure. He's driven a lot more vehicles than you and I. That's true. Okay. Now, you also have a TRX, so it's going to be a race? No. No. Mine's faster right now anyway. I'm sure it is. And And you can't can't keep up with me right now anyway because you can't go above 5,000 RPM. No, I can't. And I I can't do launch mode until I hit 500 miles and all these other things. So anyway, uh, it's good times. And we're also going to be talking Expel paint protection film. As you guys will recall, a few shows back we had uh, Chris Hardy on from Expel and uh, he schooled Holman and I about uh, both paint protection film and ceramic. Yeah, PPF and ceramic coating, which we at the time didn't know that they offered. Now I do. So uh, I've got a little audio for you there. And Holman, I think you've got a first look at a new truck that we might be interested uh, in. I've got some info that I'm willing willing to share. The embargo uh, broke recently, 
And, oh, why? Uh, Hold on. I wasn't ready with the sound effect. Embargo. So uh, now that that's behind us, we can talk. All right. And, Yo, Holman, before we start uh, DOS show, we need to thank our friends over at Nissan. Oh, you mean our presenting sponsor, the ones who bring the uh, Truck Show podcast to you free on a weekly basis? Heck, yeah. And all they ask is that you go down to your local Nissan dealer or NissanUSA.com and Find yourself a new truck, like That's a not too much Frontier, to a Titan, a Titan XT. Yeah, the Titans have a five-year, one hundred thousand-mile warranty for show in the Frontier's best-in-class horsepower. What up? Come on now. <laughs> I feel like a hype man. Yeah, was that good? <laughs> yeah, that's what you do. Yeah. All yo, right. yo, yo! Listen to what my man Holman's saying up in the house. Yeah, get yourself a Nissan boy. Oh God, they're tuning out now. They're, they're just not. they're fast forwarding, aren't no, they? They're not. Right, let's, let's dial it they back. Like what we do? Let's dial it back for the rest of Nissan. I just feel bad for the people who are sitting in a Nissan with a Fender audio system because it would, it's loud. It would have been like we were sitting right next to them. Oh, is it stereo? Are we going to do that? Okay. No, we're not yeah. doing. No, yeah, here we oh. go. Oh, perfect. Now stereo. All right, no. you finish with your part of the. No. No, people don't like when you do this. They don't? No, especially our sponsors during our oh. sponsor reads. What if Nissan doesn't like mono? What if they like stereo? Could you just return it all the way right, it's supposed all right, to be? All right, all right, all right. <sighs> Nissan, we're sorry. We're deeply sorry. We are deeply sorry. Actually, Lightning, sorry, and uh, sorry. <laughs> we guarantee you our penance will be getting one of our listeners to buy a new Nissan. All right, I want you to do this next sponsor read as if your job depended on it. Oh, Really? Right. Don't mess with the audio. Don't be doing any of your weirdo start the show trick stuff. Just mm. just tell the people what they came to hear. If you guys are wondering what's happening with your truck and you really have no clue because your dashboard is just not showing you what you want, you need the Bankside Dash. I don't believe you. You're not truthful to me. You're not authentic. No, you're no, not. No, because I feel like you're you're not. We're bros in the garage. There's yeah. a dude wrenching right now. And he's like, man, if I only had the perfect gauge, so I wouldn't have to wrench like this because I knew it. And then meanwhile, no, no, I go, hey, come here, come no, here, no, come no. here. Let me get in my truck. See, because, Let me show you. Yeah, I'm going to show you what I've right, got. Because right yeah. now you're like, hey, head on over to Bankspower.com <laughs> or you can I'm, check out. I'm, I'm Troy McClure. Look at the Banks I dash. No, just tell the people what they came to hear. If you, all right. So look, if you guys want data. Your uncle Lightning. If if you go- you walked by a guy's house, his garage door is uh-huh. open, and he's struggling because he doesn't have data on his truck. And you, you Lightning, are the one. This is really scary to say. You are the one person in the world that can save him. Oh man! Tell him what he needs to know. The i dash gets you out of trouble. It just does. It's gonna get you. It's gonna. It's gonna tell you when you're about to overheat. It's going to tell you you've set minimums and maximums. When it tells you need to shift. You, yeah, it tells you when to shift if you've got a manual like this guy across the bench from me. How hot your rear end is. <laughs> my, my rear end is hot. It'll tell you. Yeah, it does. It'll flash flash colors. Mm-hmm. It flashes colors. You can document it all you. on a little SD card. What happens when the little engine icon pops up on my dashboard? You I clear don't have, it. I don't have a, Yeah, you clear it with the iDash. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't care what it is. I That's just right. clear it. Well, listen, if you really are curious what it is, it'll tell you. But right. that's just one of the hundreds of features that your freaking iDash Thanks Power.com. Yeah, Binkspower.com. All right. All right. The other thing that'll get you out of trouble <laughs> is our friends over at Onyx. Onyx Maps. Hey, listen, if you guys are uh, out exploring the backcountry, you definitely got to go to onyxmaps.com or you can uh, download the Onyx Off Road app from the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store. It's the uh, off road map that's been built for adventure. So uh, give you thousands of off road trails. One of the things I love about it is if I'm going out to an area I've never been, I look at Onyx, I go, what trails are there? And if there's blue highlighted trails on the uh, mm-hmm. on the app, It'll give you elevation, difficulty, photos of it. So you can go, oh, that's a great day trip. And you what color it. is Stay Away Holman? Uh, none of those, but they're definitely uh, ones. I, I had Onyx go into your account 
uh-huh. and they deleted everything <laughs> so that you, I you, can't leave the house? Well, you can't find any trails that you'll get hurt on because <laughs> you can't be trusted out in the it's wilderness It's just a 405 freeway, and that's it? No, it, whenever you click on a trail in your version of Onyx, it uh-huh. says just talk to Holman. Oh, I see. Although the nice thing is I could uh, I could pick a, a route out and I can send it to you and it'll show up on your account. So you're going to just drive me off a cliff? No, no. I can say on Saturday we're going to go do this trail. Show up in your black truck ready to get scratches. Okay. And then you do it. I'm not going to get scratches. It's been wrapped in well, Expel. We'll, we'll talk about that soon. All right. All right. Onyxmaps.com. Again, thousands of off-road trails, public and private land infos. You can save maps for offline use, customize them with markups, photos, notes, track, save, and share trips. And you can sync with CarPlay and Android Auto. Onyxmaps.com. Use the code TRUCKSHOW, and you can uh, use that as a discount for your subscription. The Truck Show. We're going to show you what we know. We're going to answer what the truck, because truck rides with The Truck Show. We have the lifted. We have the lowered and everything in between. We'll talk about trucks that run on diesel. It's the Truck Show with your hosts, Lightning and Holman. That's us. This is me. That's him. Lightning and Holman, Truck Show Podcast. Uh, We've got a bunch of email to get to in this particular episode, but uh, we're always looking for more. So truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. That is truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can leave a message on the five-star hotline, 657-205-6105. Five-star. Five-star. Five seven two zero five sixty one zero five. All right, so Holman, uh, this last weekend I picked up my TRX out at SoCal Tint and Forty Four Industries. It's kind of one of the same, owned by Brian Rodriguez. Okay, I was set up with him by our friends Chris Hardy and uh, Jason out at Expel. Uh, we had Chris on the show recently and uh, spent a lot of time talking about and it. And he uh, enlightened us on. Uh I don't remember what episode. It was probably seven or eight episodes ago. Right. And he enlightened us on uh, paint protection film, ceramic coating, and uh, how those things interplay with each other. And then he said, hey, uh, hey, Jay, if you're interested, we will put some on your truck and you can get some uh, firsthand experience. And I did. So what we did is uh, we put on Expel Fusion paint protection film on all the surfaces. Now, that's the seven mil self-healing, right? Eight mil, I believe. Eight mil. I believe it's eight mil self-healing where you can take a wire brush and literally run it across like those wire toothbrushes just right across. Oh, I did that and it worked. Did you? Yeah, when you were at Banks. I oh. went by your house the other day, and I, I got under the car cover. As much as I know it I will actually scraped. heal. Oh, God, that just scared Oh, the, me. the sound was glorious. Yeah. Oh, What's God. great about it You're is- You're not supposed to push that hard. Is I can get- <laughs> I can basically get all my aggression out on you and leave, and then there's no evidence. And yeah. then I feel better, and your truck's fine. So I just come out with a uh, with a heat gun, and just it just heals Whoa. itself. Yeah. So basically, they did all the surfaces, the headlights, the roof. So the material's hydrophobic. It's crystal clear. Now, you saw it. I don't want to give this thing I away, but it. you touched it. You sank your fingernails into I did. it. It's a little. It's interesting. It's uh, was I don't tack, not tacky, but or gooey, but it's soft. There's like it feels like rubbery, and so I'm I'm curious. Like, does it harden over time? Does it cure? Is that just how it is? Is that is that rubber? Does it collect dirt? I don't know. I'm super curious about it because I'm thinking about it and how I would use it. And will it look tattered with rock chips from off-roading? I'm, I'm super curious. I don't think so. I mean, the fact that it has ceramic coating impregnated into the material, so it's no longer porous. I dumped water on it and it literally just, it sheets right off. 
It's really wild. Do, do uh, does bird sheets write off too? <laughs> I sure hope so. That's what it's for. So then they. I get, can't wait to try. You're gonna just take a dump yourself right on my truck. I mean, I'm <laughs> just curious. It's science, lightning, honey. That you're is, the first one to get. Don't call me honey. You're <laughs> no, the. I was gonna say, I'm talking to my wife. Going, that's not a bird turd. What is that? Eagle. <laughs> She's like, hey, someone left a nutty buddy on your rut. No, that's Holman's been no, here. No, that was my nutty buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so then they did uh, the Fusion Plus ceramic coating uh, on again all the surfaces and check it out. Oh, the freaking glass. They did the glass. What? He's like, no, glass is slightly porous too. I said, well, okay. They did all the uh, all the plastics, so the mirror caps, the bumpers, the hood scoop. All right, well, you got some audio stuff. there, right? I do indeed. Yeah. All right. So oh, wait. Oh, stop, stop. What? So we don't really go that much into detail, and that's why I want to do it here. The window tint. Uh huh. We've all put window tint on every single vehicle we've owned, right? This XR Plus window tint not only kills the UV like we've all been accustomed to, right? Mm-hmm. UV. It kills the IR, the infrared. That's the heat. So you got the UV, which is for like skin cancer, which my left ear, you guys, some of it may have seen in photos. There's a giant chunk out of my left ear. That's skin cancer. Those, I'm uh, excited. Mike Tyson incident. It looks like I would have been bitten by a Laplander or something, right? <laughs> Laplander. Right? So it rejects all this infrared and the UV, which apparently the Skin Cancer Foundation recommends and this expels is, XR film. And this is, uh, you can get it clear, so you also do the windshield, right? We did the windshield. Which I was very skeptical. I'm like, I don't, I'm not a big fan of windshield, anything on the windshield. Listen, if you're on the desert, I'm going to tell you right now that that IR rejection is going to be huge because I will tell you also when I was recently in Palm Springs at above 105, the TRX AC sucks. Oh. And it was 116 degrees and it was not keeping up. I mean, it, it all it depends on the ambient temperature, right? A lot of it. So if you are able to bring the ambient temperature down. Yeah, but if you have AC blowing cold in there and you're rejecting any more coming in, Right? Yes. It would have made a big difference. Yes, absolutely. Is my point. Absolutely. And, and I was, fortunately, I, if, I don't live in places like that, so I, I don't have to worry about it, but it was definitely like, wow, every day you got out in the car and the car was like 125 inside and you're going, this is an hour of driving or you'd idle it for 10 minutes, just get it down to 95 for the family to get in. So. Well, I can say that when I drove back from SoCal Tent, I had the whole sunroof, it's got the panoramic sunroof, yep. and wide open- and I couldn't feel any heat coming through. Well, you don't through. mean wide was, open. You, uh, no, no, I'm sorry. The, the, my sunshade, cover, yeah. my sunshade yeah. was open. Right. The glass was closed, and I couldn't feel it. I literally couldn't feel any heat coming through, which was pretty amazing. Anyway, let's get to the audio. Yeah. Hey, what's, up? what's going on? Going, Jay? Nice Mr. Rodriguez, how you doing? Good, good. How are you? Good, good. good. There's your baby. I know. <laughs> All right, hey. So I'd like to get a tour before we take a look at the TRX and find out all the Expel product you've put on it yeah give me a, a shop tour if you don't all right so this is brian rodriguez he owns socal tin i guess he's been in the aftermarket parts game for quite some time but uh super cool dude don't yeah mind. so so out here in the back we have our bronco that we just finally got back after nine months from fabtech so this i bought uh, about four broncos two of them were for sema last year uh, we've done builds and co-builds with Fabtech and uh, dealing with Gary Woofter and uh, Dave Winters Uh, over there yeah and then uh, Adam also is my main contact yeah it's a good crew over there there. yeah so been working with them for years they've been building all my Jeeps and stuff with uh, the development on that and this one I really let them have for about nine months and just got it back 
Thursday, and and I was like, and I gave you my TRX for a week, <laughs> yeah. and I was already starting yeah. to sweat. They've <laughs> so, had it for nine months. Nine months, yeah. So they they just developed everything that they could on this, everything that that Ford owners and Bronco owners were complaining about with the rack and pinions uh, snapping under load, um, and just getting the suspension right. And we all know that Fabtex just likes some really R and D stuff and make sure it's yeah it's on point. So this is a five inch bolt onto the factory Sasquatch OEM suspension that comes on the Broncos. So okay. like you'll get them on the FE or on the high and the Lux packages. So it's all bolt on, drop down carrier uh, for all the, the axles and, and the drive shaft and everything like that. So um, in here, I got another customer's car. Uh, we've had this for a while because this customer's decided to do a full wide body kit from Angry Acorn. Brand new 2022 WRX STI. Um, I kind of grind my teeth when it comes to cutting brand new cars up and, and doing wide body kits, uh, but we're working on that with So right you now. are way beyond just paint protection film. You are doing yeah. body mods, you're doing suspension, all sorts of stuff here. Yeah, so I've been in this industry for uh, probably 25, 30 years. So okay. um, this is my project car here, uh, 66 Chevelle. Uh, with a 468 big block motor. We'll just take a little peek at it. Oh my Lord. Uh, next project for this is we're gonna rip out all this air suspension that's been put in here, um, get it out of the, the drag scene and put it into the streetcar muscle car scene. Brian, tell me about these lights I'm seeing up here. Uh, lighting oh. is critical, correct? Yeah, lighting is very critical. Um, now, for you, uh, you guys obviously can't see this. He has LED lights around the perimeter of the entire shop. So, so it looks like a uh, like a paint shop where or assembly line where it lights it up so you can see all the pitting or any or orange peel things like that. Correct. Could the lighting be better in here? Yes, uh, but what I did was I added um, LEDs across the wall along the back. Uh, this way. You don't just have uh, light from straight above, but you get it at the angle so you can see the sides and the doors and stuff like that. Uh, especially like when we're on the lift over here and we're doing paint protection film um, or the guys are doing vinyl wrap. It's, it gives them a little bit more lighting than just putting drop lighting in on the floors and stuff like that. How do you determine how much of the vehicle you want to disassemble? Like when you're getting a wrap, if I'm getting a full color change wrap, which I know we're not talking about today, but you'll pull off the door handles, you'll pull off the wheel moldings, all those things. When you get into paint protection film, how does that differ? Where are, are, are the um, expels patterns? Do they allow you to just put it over and uh, the, the door handles and not remove them? Like, tell me, walk well, me through that. Let's, let's walk outside. I believe I have a vehicle that's still here that we just did a full body wrap. Hopefully uh, it is still here. Yes, it is. So we have a 22 black Model S uh, plaid that we just did a full body on. And I will go through what is needed to do on these vehicles. So this car right here is full body. Uh, we did um, the XBEL XUP um, Ultimate Plus on here. Uh, so headlights, bumper, everything is done so you got, on these vehicles, you don't technically have to take apart too much. It all comes into getting that stuff fully custom if you're gonna get real custom. But since these door handles and everything fold in, it's it's not necessary. We don't like to take cars apart um, unless uh, we talk about it with a customer, we get some approval, and we we go from there. Because uh, some cars don't, you don't wanna take them apart because they're brand new. 
um, you're always all uh, those little plastic Christmas trees break you know exactly and then you've got to source clips. them and yeah. some of these cars are brand new you're working on a 22 you may not be able to get those clips yeah correct let's walk around over here we'll do the PPF film right around the side marker here now on these Tesla's we don't like to remove these um, they're very flimsy um, the clips can break uh, so we'll do a pre-cut pattern. The XPAL software is amazing. Um, trust it. So once we've done that, you can't see any of the edges or where, where, where the cutout is. You can't see any of the seams, right? Any of the, any of the edges of the film right here. We roll over everything as best. This as is we amazing. Can. So guys, my head, my eyes are 10 inches from this piece right here and I can't see the seams. That's bonkers. He, this is Chris. Chris. Yeah. What's Chris. happening, Chris? Nice to meet you. Chris does detailing. He's got a small uh, owned business called Honey Wash. Uh, Honey Wash? Yeah, Honey Wash Detailing. So he does like uh, paint correction, polishing. He does ceramic coating. So well, he's here today helping me out doing the ceramic coating on your vehicle. Nice. Yes, Thank sir. you for the help. Damn, no problem, man. All right. Great TRX. What's so, good? yeah, tell me about, uh, let's walk over here and tell yeah, me about do. paint correction because one of the things that we had talked about the expel guys when we had them on the phone yeah. is that it's all about the prep yes. right before yeah. you put the film on it's kind of like you can put makeup over an ugly face but it's still just an ugly face under there right 100 you gotta you gotta fix the skin first exactly so what you got to do is do some paint correction what that's going to do is going to remove any blemishes or any swirl marks in the paint and of course you got the paint protection film so we went ahead and paint corrected it and then throw paint protection film on top and like you said, you said it best, you have to fix what's under before we put protection on top. So explain paint correction. We've talked about it a bunch of times, but just to describe it for the listeners. So paint correction really is about getting the, uh, the spider webs out. It's about if you have uneven surfaces, it's about smoothing it out. Even if the vehicle is brand new, it can need paint correction. So you go with a clay bar and the clay bar will pull out. Think of like, um, boy, like on your skin, you've got pores on your skin, right? It's about pulling out the oils and pulling out the debris, well, here, all that here's stuff. Here's what that, you guys need to remember is after these vehicles go, come off the assembly line, they sit outdoors. Right. And a lot of time they're in factories that have acid rain. The paint gets etched. The glass can get etched. Well, the paint is curing as stuff is laying in it. They're right? on train cars, which obviously the iron coming off the tracks. I mean, they're, you know, from the time a vehicle is built to the time it gets to your dealership and gets that first detail... I mean, you're talking sometimes four, eight weeks, sometimes more. I mean, how many tens of thousands of cars are sitting right now, you know, because of the chip shortage? And every one of those is going to have paint problems when it comes into uh, the dealer. So so what he's about to explain is that on a brand new vehicle, you're most likely going to need less paint correction. All right. So less, there's less contamination in the paint, right? In those pores of the paint. But on an older vehicle, well, for example, yours, you just had Rob from CR Shine coming to your JL, right? Mm -hmm. And so that was a lot of paint correction. And a lot of it is done. So he's going to do- Rob apologized for leaving the desert in my driveway. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> I, I brought it here. Yeah. If you're in the SoCal area, by the way, call, I'll hook you up. DM me and I'll hook you up with Rob at CR Shine. He's really good. Anyway, um, it's about pulling those contaminants out. So you can do your normal uh, polishes and such. But I think the, the clay bar seems to be one of the most important. And just taking your time and going around the whole truck with a clay bar, and that's pulling those contaminants out. So once those are out, then you put your sealing surface, you know, you, you put your sealant on there, which in this case is going to be the uh, the Expel paint protection. Correction. Are you using clay bar or what so are you So what doing? we do first is we're going to clay bar. So like you said, it's all about the prep. We wash it, clay it. And then we go ahead and go through different stages of polishing. You're gonna go ahead and go with a compound first and then um, a, a polish. 
and then maybe a lighter polish if it needs it. So it could go either one step correction, two step correction, or even if you really don't want to go for that really professional grade, you could go with a three step paint correction. And what did this require? This truck had 205 miles on it, I think, when we dropped this it off. This just goes for a one step paint correction. Okay. This is a brand new truck, so it really didn't need much. Are you seeing vehicles in here that need that three step that really have a lot of uh, contaminants in the paint? You know what? Luckily here, we deal with a lot of one step or two step. Out on the field, sometimes we do get three steps if it's an older model or maybe if they have a, you know, a Chevelle and they want to come out to a show and they just want their car really pristine, you're going to go with three step. So we did uh, the XBEL XR Plus film. Uh, we went semi-conservative because we're going to off-road. We like to have visibility. Uh, and we're talking about window tint right now, the XR. The great thing about the, the XR Plus ceramic film is you don't have to sacrifice uh, going darker to achieve uh, more heat rejection. So with that said, uh, we did a 70% over the back and on the panoramic roofs and also on the windshield on the two front doors, we did a 20. And this way you have a nice, uh, like even balance. Then we wrapped, uh, after we did the paint correction, a little polish, uh, we did full body uh, in the XBEL Fusion Plus. So what's awesome about this film is you can see it, it looks wet as if we've ceramic coated it already, but it's already got the ceramic coating built into the top coat here. Um, so we got all this done, we let it settle. It took us about two days to do this. And uh, then we just touched it up on day three and go through it. All right, so you guys see this here. You've got the factory matte black decal on the hood, all right? But right here, about half a millimeter away is the seam for the Expel paint protection film. And you, you, this, you can't even pick this up on camera. It's so close. Like I can feel it, but you can't see it. It's just what I'm trying to do here is, is show you how the, the, the stock decal butts up against the expel. And I can't, I couldn't figure out how they butted them up so perfectly, but you can't even see that margin right there. It's just, they did a really nice job. Uh, we detailed it again this morning and then we went through um, all the ceramic coating for all the plastic for all the trim so it doesn't get beat up in the sun. Um, dirt. So let me pause you there. A lot of people don't know that you can ceramic coat plastic, right? Correct, yeah. A lot of people only know that, oh, just ceramic coat my paint. The advantage of doing the plastic is that you won't uh, get a lot of hard water spots. Um, it will protect a lot better against sun fading, um, even a little bit of off-road and stuff, and it makes it a lot easier to clean. And that's what the, what the ceramic coating is designed to do. Brian, talk me through the edges and how the Expel doesn't peel up and why it doesn't peel up. And also let's discuss yellowing because I think Holman, my co-host, is concerned about yellowing like the days of old, right? Yeah, the days of old. So let's get into it right away. So I'm gonna show you this door. So part of some of the, the tips and technique uh, and also uh, for you, technology is advanced and changed. Yellowing's a thing of the past with most films. Uh, we all know there's, you know, different materials out there. But once you've applied your film, once this this paint protection is on, and we're we're, you need to seal the edges. Edges always need to be sealed, especially on the doors, the spots that get the most wear and tear, the most use, and that's going to be in the doors. Uh, besides it feeling real slippery from the seal, from the ceramic base on the Fusion Plus, uh, this is what we have to do. So the film comes around, it's dried, 
And so right now he's looking at the uh, the edge of the door. And uh, what are you eating chips over there while we're playing? No, go ahead and do your thing here. <laughs> Solomon's eating chips. What are these things? Hold on. Lay's Poppables. White cheddar. Okay. Those came from our friend in Hollister, Rich. Oh, that's right. Family. Okay. Oh, that was weeks ago. They're still good? Yeah, we never opened that bag. Okay. So right here, uh, Brian is showing us the edge of the door and how they're curling. They don't just do it like they did back in the day, run a razor blade straight down the edge of the door. They wrap it in about, I don't know, eighth of, eighth of an inch to a quarter of an inch. So there's nowhere for this uh, material to get like accidentally snagged and lift. Once it's dried, we check it again and we run that edge and make sure that everything has been tacked, even down to where it pinches and the weld comes over. So this is where, where craft and technique comes in and we're gonna taper that and make sure that it's just around the edge of this frame here so that you don't get anything caught here. Same thing with the bottom, even the bottom. We're gonna roll this bottom up and over so this helps prevent from the old style that we may all know about where we only went right to the edge about uh, maybe an eighth or a sixteenth of an inch from the edge and then it would get dirt or you would see the seams so you want to make sure that you're getting everything wrapped and over on the edge there so that you don't see it these patterns are impressive the way Expel does their data and their software, and it goes perfectly around this door handle. So, edges handled, not gonna come up. Nope. And yellowing is the thing of the past. Thing of the past. And the Expel, I would assume, being impregnated with ceramic coating is yes. next level. Yeah, so this, the Fusion Plus has been, um, you know, new thing for the market, and it's actually gonna start uh, getting pushed a lot more here in our store so that we don't have to do a two-step where uh, the customer is getting the paint protection film and then adding the ceramic coating later. Now we can upgrade them and put them into the Fusion Plus and put it all in one package. So we have uh, Expel's Fusion Wheel and Caliper uh, formula. So this is where uh, Brian, in one hand, has got a, a little bottle of the Fusion Wheel and Caliper uh, solution, and then the ceramic coating. And then on the other hand, he's got an airbrush. And I'm like, an airbrush? What? And what I'm going to do is pour that into our Grec airbrush gun. The benefit of the airbrush gun is that you can use less fluid, if you're putting it onto a sponge and disperse more because you're spraying it evenly. So I'll give you a little sample here. That's the ceramic coating coming out. You're wasting money right there, I'm wasting friend. wasting money. So I'm, I'm gonna just do this real quick and then I'm gonna hand this over to Christian so you can see what we're doing here. So we're just gonna... He's spraying the spray wheels. Inside, getting all the cracks around the lugs. But you couldn't get in there if you had a sponge. Away for safety. But that's just an example of what this does, and then we'll let it sit on there, and, uh, and then we'll wipe it right off. Has anyone stolen your technique? I don't think so. So he just oh, so he wiped it, it off that quickly. Yeah, and now he's taking it, it off. Too long. Just let it flash. He's got a microfiber and just going right over it again. And there you go. So this will take us you know, a little bit more time to settle and, and soak in. Um, 
And then once it does, it's just it's just super silky. So if you fill this and then you run your hand back here, you'll feel the difference right now. So this is stock. Yeah. And this is Expel. Oh yeah. You have to take <laughs> my word for it that this has, you can feel a little porosity here. And then here, it's just, you don't feel, it's like it's sealed. All the porosity has been sealed. Huh. Wow, it's wild. All right, Brian, so I'm stoked. Thank hey, you very thank much. Thank you very much for coming in here. Can't wait to go get it dirty and then wash it off. Yeah, it was a pleasure working on your rig. Awesome. So I want to thank uh, Brian Rodriguez at SoCal Tint 44 Industries out there in Chino Hills, California for doing a, just a gorgeous job. I, I'm, I'm really pleased with it. Granted, I haven't been out in the dirt yet with it. I mean, the whole plan, as you guys have heard, is to go out, get it dirty. Don't be afraid. Because uh, normally with my cars, I, I, I'll admit, I have been afraid to get them just roughed up and do the desert thing. And so I'm, I'm committing, but this is kind of like... I don't know. I'm preemptively taking care of it. If you've got whether it's a show car or you're 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 doing the Holman thing off road, this looks like the smart way to go. You know, I'm excited to see uh, how it works, how it holds up, and uh, I mean, I would definitely be interested in something like that on on my own vehicle if it works. I mean, it looks know? a hell of a lot better than that uh, gelatinous goo that you put on that looks like uh, paste it's, from it's kindergarten. Elmer, no, it's Elmer's glue. <laughs> Elmer's glue stuff. That Rob, put on. Rob uh, the detailer, said, "Hey, uh, I can't figure it out, but you got this adhesive stuff all over." I'm like, "Oh, let me tell you the story about oh, that." He just no. shook his head. There's still residue on there. Uh, not anymore. He got it all <laughs> off. <laughs> no, well, I feel bad for him. No, nah, I paid him extra. Oh, hmm. Yeah. So I'll, I'll come back after we do some uh, desert days, and I will report back how it healed with the the scrub brush hitting it and such, or the way Holman uh, takes his wire barbecue brush in your driveway. I, I mean, please don't, just for science, please don't do for that. For science. Okay. All right, so with that, let's get into some truck news. What's, What's new, new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. Lifted, lowered, and everything in between. What's happening in the world of trucks? Ah! Oh, you were weak today. Oh, well, I uh, thought you were going to be weak, weak. I, I was preemptively weak. Oh, uh, weak sauce. You want to try it again? Nope. Hey, Lightning, uh, did you hear? No! no I did not. Uh, Holman has had another week to marinate on the new uh, Raptor R, and uh, we, we talked about it a little bit last week. I think I was disappointed at the price, although I know it's going to be super limited, um, and it doesn't look any different. You know, I, I was hoping that it would be bulgier and bigger and all that. I mean, I love the drivetrain. Well, I thought that we knew nothing about its appearance would be different. Well, I mean, it's got a different hood scoop that's kind of, or a hood bulge power dome that's that's kind power of dome. weirdly aggressive. Um, <laughs> I, that, so, that was a Saturday morning cartoon, by the way, power dome. But I'm I'm just, you know, I'm listen, it's, this is what the Raptor should have been the whole time, you know? And Ford even had a quote that said, We've heard our. I can probably just pull it up right now. Yeah. Uh, is this the same kind of reaction as a Jeep said? Well, I guess this is the Jeep you always wanted with a 392. Is this the same sentiment? Yeah, I mean, kind of like it's. It's so the quote goes. Uh, We've heard our customers demanding the sound and power of a V8 back in the Raptor. Said Whitman. That's not something we were going to rush. I mean, I, I just think that this should have been the uh, the Raptor that came from the beginning. Everybody clamored for the V8. I think in this generation they knew they they had to do a V8. I'm sure TRX had something to do with that. But I'm glad they did. I, I'm super glad they did. But man, do they want a lot of money for that. And ordering banks just opened up uh, with last week or something like that. Dude, can, I, can I guess? 109 145 is the base price. I don't even, I, 
200,000 for markup? Well, I was going to say, have they sold out of the 175? first one? 175? I haven't heard. I'm sure I'm sure they're all gone. Did I hear correctly that they're limiting it to 5,000 pieces, or is that not uh, I heard that, but I did not see that officially, so I don't know if that is totally the case. Uh, but basically, it's the same chassis as the V6 with the 37s. It's got, uh, I think, like 5% more spring rate. If you missed last uh, week's episode, comes out at 700 horsepower and 640 pound-feet of torque versus the 702, 650 on uh, TRX, but it's also like six or 700 pounds lighter. So power-to-weight ratio would definitely be down in like the mid to high threes uh, for zero to 60. So it's going to be a beast. It has uh, three exhaust modes, ex- including Baja, which is like super-duper aggressive. Uh, it's like quiet, aggressive, and... Hi, I uh, I own you. I'm, I'm here. Hello. Yeah. And then there's a bunch of uh, there's a bunch of other changes. So obviously they took the engine out uh, of the GT500 of the Shelby, and you know they did uh, a bunch of stuff. They recalibrated it. They moved the torque curve further south uh, because most of the tr- not, you know time trucks need torque and they need it down low. So they optimized it for off road use in terms of durability. Uh, the original engine's exhaust manifolds were changed to cast stainless steel. That could not have been cheap. Oh, man. Unique. Cast stainless. <laughs> yeah. So, A, castings are expensive if you don't yeah, already and know. And stainless is already stupid expensive. Holy mackerel. Including a, a unique oil cooler and filter, a deeper oil pan, enabling it to uh, be on the aggressive grades and still keep the engine cool. And then I think we mentioned it last time, but the uh, the engine intake and uh, filter, 66% more airflow. So, I mean, that's that's all super important. Um, Has the black interior. So... When I ordered our long-term Raptor, our 22, you could only get the Recaros with the blue interior. So we ended up doing that. So we got a blue truck with a blue interior on the way. Is uh, that all blue? I can't recall. Or is it just blue like accents? No, it's all blue. Okay. It's blue. Uh, the uh, the Raptor R has basically the same interior but black. So the Recaros come in black, which I think people are going to really dig because those seats are super comfortable. You know, 10-speed, you know, all, all the all the stuff that you, uh, that you would expect. Uh, the live valve shocks are tuned to balance, you know, ride cro- quality and control. They, uh, unlike the TRXs, which you know work in compression and rebound circuit, live valve on the Fox stuff is still only on the compression side, so not quite as advanced. So it'll be interesting to see when people take them out. You know, obviously, the lightweight of the Raptor is going to be good. TRX arguably has better shocks. They're both very similar in the rest of their design. Coil springs in the back on both trucks, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, uh, and then Ford adds a, a bunch of different. Uh, Tech like uh, trail turn assist, where you can you know do that brake burn to to uh, make a sharp turn, for trail control, so it's like cruise control for off roading, uh, and then trail one pedal drive, so you can control throttle and braking by just modulating the uh, accelerator pedal. I th- happen to think that it's a little bit aggressive for me personally, but uh, I, a lot of people who maybe aren't uh, experts in you know off roading find it to be pretty. Uh, I don't know, confidence inspiring because you don't have to think about multiple pedals and things like that. So there's there's a lot of uh, a lot of tech coming in. Code orange accents. That's how you know it's a Raptor R. The graphics on the outside, the power dome hood, uh, and then uh, there'll be a couple new colors: avalanche and azure gray uh, will be on the Raptor lineup. So the uh, Holman the uh, the dome. Uh, do you have a photo over there? I I don't recall when I looked at it. I didn't notice that it was. Aggressively different. Yeah, um, it's a lot taller. Oh, with like yeah. Three big oh, strikes. Sure in it. is. Got it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Looking at it from the side. I guess I was looking at it from the uh, the straight on. Couldn't see it, but now the side view you can really see those. One hundred nine, one forty five. I think we're gonna see it in the one sixties. Now you were trying to save and decide TRX or Raptor R. 
if Raptor R came out and you hadn't ordered your TRX, knowing what you paid for your TRX, would it even be a consideration now nope. that you know the price? Nope. No, literally. So you don't feel negative. bad? No, I don't. I, I don't. I'm happy for those people that if you guys are in our audience and you're going to put some money down on a Raptor R, take me for a ride, please. I'm, I'm dying to go for a ride in one. But I could not have afforded this. This definitely would have broken my bank. Yeah, there's this is uh, this is next level. It'll be uh, it'll be interesting. I, I I think a lot of people collectors are going to probably scoop these things up and, and park them somewhere. I agree. I don't know that they're going to be uh, out. Well, how many Raptors? Up. Just like TRXs, how many are truly off road? A lot. Do you think so? Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, at least where we are in Southern California, yeah. every Raptor gets off road down here. Uh, well, I, I will say this about TRXs and what I'm seeing on the on the groups because it's these nationwide Facebook groups and forums and such. I feel like. 10% of all the TRXs are off-road. It sucks, but I see a lot of 22-inch wheel fitments. I see blinged out. You know, the guys are just buying it because they're like, yo, yo, I got a, a Lambo and a TRX. Like, there's a lot of those guys. Yeah, which... but when was the last time you mentioned Lambo and a Ram truck in the same sentence? Pretty rad. It is cool. Yeah, well, I mean, there's listen, also a lot of Mopar guys where they've got you, all the Hellcats. You'll get it. You'll get it soon enough. Driving yours more than 280 miles where every Raptor guy kind of gets away from you. They see you coming, you pull up next to them, and they slow down and move off to the side. <laughs> no, they do. Really? Oh, yeah. They, they want nothing to do with the TRX. But a poor TRX is going to sneak up on the wrong Raptor, and it's going to be an R, and he's going to get smoked. So, I don't know. You think he'll get smoked? It's going to be that yeah, much faster? I think so. Really? Yeah. We don't know zero to 60 times. But, yeah, yeah uh, but mid-threes. It's, mid it's just that much it's lighter. Gonna be, well, yeah, I mean, it's going to be three-tenths or four-tenths of a second. But, you know, it's still a car length. Right. Right? Unless that TRX has a big old Whipple supercharger. So funny you should mention that, because if you go to the uh, Whipple website right now, Raptor R Whipple 3.8 liter supercharger upgrade. Yeah. Call for price. Call for price. Gen, I know. Gen 5. Yep, hold on. Yep, Gen yep, 5. Yep. All right. This is their new system. So by the way, that's the same, that's the same supercharger or uh, very similar to the one on Lockjaw. This product... May be used solely in vehicles used in sanction competition, so it's not an emissions legal product. So we'll say that each Whipple system comes with a billet idler plate, idler pulleys, intercooler vent system, pre-made molded hoses, eight-end billet fuel rails, half-inch fuel hose, supercharged belt, and the necessary hardware. Apparently, this system comes with a massive 132 millimeter Roval throttle body and a 145 millimeter cold air intake system, and can support. If your vehicle is built. Can I guess? Yes. 1,500 horsepower. 2,000 horsepower. 2,000 horsepower. <laughs> uh, you can also get the uh, 2020 to 22 GT500 super high density intercooler for 1000 bucks, 1095 All right. And the 2020 to 2022 GT500 billet high flow intercooler manifold, 425 I mean, the, the same thing is happening with the Raptor R. He, he already had this supercharger kind of from the, for the GT500, as far as I know, and he's just repurposing it for the Raptor R. Similarly, the, the, the Hellcat guys are doing upgrades to the TRX. Um, I mean, there are guys that are well over 1,000 horsepower with the TRX with different superchargers and such. So, woo, woo. I want to see two built trucks out there side by side. Oh, it's going to be awesome. For I mean, this is the new uh, Camaro Mustang right here. Yeah. You know, it's uh, it's pretty rad. I, it's a, Listen, we've said it before, and I know I said I, we said it before a lot, but we say things a lot. This is, this uh, is the time, I'm going to need a drop. Like, uh, this, this, I, I'm going to record you so you don't have to say it anymore. Yeah, this is it. The, like like golden era, man. We're, we're living in it. It's so 
rad. Yeah. Well, I took Holman's advice and I'm bathing in it right now. I'm just, I'm just. You, is it oozing on I'm, you? I'm rolling around in the big V8 world before it just it shuts off and the spigot it goes dry. Uh, you and me both. Oh, by the way, uh, my uh, 392. I ordered what a week and a half ago, two weeks ago. Are you going to tell me it's been fast tracked? Uh, it's already in uh, no vignette, but uh-huh. it's in C status, which is <laughs> which is like where it's uh, the plant knows about it, but it's not sequenced in yet. Yes, but they're uh, getting all the parts ready to go. Mm-hmm. That's insanely fast, by Cons- the way. Considering uh, a lot of people who just ordered our like December deliveries. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you should keep that to yourself. Why? Because <laughs> <laughs> some of our audience might be in that group where they're like, "That guy's a dick." No, I, I, I just uh, yeah, lucky, well, yeah, lucky, lucky. Pulled some yeah. favors with uh, maybe, no. maybe someone high up the food chain no. at, over at uh, Jeep. Yeah, nope, nope. Yeah. Mim so. Jorison is, uh, is a great guy. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> say he wasn't a great guy. I said he's. Uh, you guys are pals. I just, it's nice to know people. That's all smoking I'm buddies. Are you guys smoking? No, you're not smoking buddies. No. Are you drinking no. buddies? No, no, really. No. You have not had a cocktail with Mr. We're, Morrison. We're we're wheeling buddies. Oh, okay. We're wheeling buddies. You haven't gone off the trail and had a drink. With I've him? had a I've had a bowl of chili with him in his office. Oh, that's pretty solid. Yeah. Did it have cheese? Melted cheese. It on was top. a potluck day or chili day where everybody brought their own. Okay. And uh, I was I was there doing something, and he's like, "Hey, come up to my office." And he's like, "You want a bowl of chili?" That's awesome. <laughs> that's super random. Funny story. Did he have crackers. Funny story. So I'm sitting in his office, and it was uh, he had gone from Ram to Jeep. Mm-hmm. This is Jim Morrison, head of Jeep, by the way. Uh, Mim Jorson. Mim Jorson. Mim Jorson. Sorry, yes. And uh, and he's like, oh, because he hooked me up with a bunch of Ram swag. Uh, and he goes, oh, I don't have any Wrangler swag. I got to get you some Wrangler swag. And uh, somehow I got a really nice 392 polo shirt, like a really nice, like embroidered, high, super high quality. And you're like, oh, I don't with, have one. No, no, he gave it to me. No, I know that. But, no, no, but, but I'm like, I, I can never wear it. It's weird. Like, I'm just going to be the guy wearing you're like the a poser. Right. You're a guy with a C-Class Mercedes so, that, that like puts an AMG sticker so, on there. Totally. So I was going through my closet uh, looking for shirts for the other night when I went out with the boys. And I'm like, oh, my 392 shirt. I'm going to be at the club. Did you find it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm going to wear that sucker when I go pick it up. Nice. I'm pointing to my my uh, <laughs> the breast on my shirt going, a 392. Yeah. Embroider right there? Yeah. Uh-huh. It's high quality. Wow. High class. Nothing but the classiest over there. Uh, I am going to uh, wait for you to put all your uh, heavy farkles on yours, mm-hmm. and then we'll race. I'm not doing too many heavy farkles. Okay. I mean, you're going to be heavier than I am. Not, the, not in the beginning. Stuff. Well, oh, I'm changing. I'm going to change that up. What are you talking about, Willis? What? You, what? what? Uh, I don't want to drill through the roof, and I want a lighter setup, even though the GoFast is the lightest, uh, or one of the lightest, at least, out there, the V2. Yeah, tents. But- I may have spoken to Graham and secured myself a super light, which they're not in production anymore, which is only 80 pounds. And one person can take it on and off, which is really hard for so two things. One is when I don't have a friend around, you know, it's too hard for my wife. Is this a one-man or a two-man tent? Uh, I mean, you can fit two comfortably. Not okay. men. I mean, it would be, you know, my wife and I would be great in it. You and I would not. Right. Um, and, uh, and I could take it on and off myself if I go that route. Uh, we've actually got Josh from uh, DZ, Josh Nickel, going to come into the podcast here in a few weeks. Oh, cool. And they make an actual uh, gutter rail mount, which is supported on the roof, and I'm looking at the way it's set up, and I can do a, ro- a light rooftop tent on it, because I'll be within the load for the rails on it. Even with your fat ass in it? That's dynamic versus static, <laughs> two different things. But the thing is- You're I can, not that dynamic, I my friend. I don't want- No, that's the speed versus I spark. I know, I know. I don't want to drill holes in- I, It's a painted hardtop. I couldn't get a black one. I have mm. to get painted on it. And it sucks because now it's really nice. 
And I don't care about the scratches on the black one, whatever. But now on the painted one, I'm like, oh man, I kind of care about that. Yeah. And I, the Rhino rack that I have in mine definitely has some rattles and shutter to it, where I think like there's a couple other companies that make brackets that are a little bit more solid. So, and then the gutter mount one's interesting because I could take off the tent myself, store it upright in the garage, and I could park in the garage. Which I would, uh, that's how everything's used to be until I put the V1, because with the, or the V2, with that tent on my Jeep, I'm like six inches too tall. Mm. Taking it off, Jeep goes right in the garage, no problem. See, we'll have to have another conversation yeah. on, on another on follow up episode about. I am interested in not sleeping on the ground. As much as I love that shift pod, really rad tent, it would be fun to get off the ground, but I don't want to be that guy rolling around the highways with a tent on top all the time. Just Especially sleep in your bed. Sleep in my bed? Yeah. I, I mean, I could. Sure. There's yeah. bed tents. I, yeah, there are. Well, maybe I should look into that. You should look into that. Okay. So, I don't know how we got way off on uh, that topic, but hey, Lightning, did you hear? No, I don't think so. So the 2023 uh, F-150 Raptor is going to, not the R, going to drop the standard configuration. So uh, what used to be the base model, uh, the next level up that's mid today is going to be the new base model. So everything kind of moves upscale. So, so is that a uh, so chip that, shortage issue? Uh, I don't know, or if it's they just don't want it, you know, nobody, nobody's buying it. I had what I called the Border Patrol Special, which was a 2017. That was a Super Cab um, and cloth seats and, like, no options. No one's getting that. And it was white. So I'm pretty sure it was, like, a Border Patrol demo vehicle. Yeah, look, if you can afford a Raptor, you're getting full. You're all, you're yeah. all in. So I, I, Tech I, package it, and everything. Yeah. And also, I guess uh, uh, Ford is no longer going to make the Lariat in a Super uh, Cab. You have to get in a Super Crew going forward. Hmm. So that'll be... Uh, Kind of interesting. So they're kind of playing with their uh, their stuff for uh, for twenty uh, twenty three. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? What? No, I don't think so. No. Full size GM trucks outsell Ford F Series and Ram pickup during quarter two of twenty twenty two. Yeah, I did hear that. Yes. What's up with that? That is uh, that's pretty. Is that the first time ever? Uh, well, I mean, that's that's I guess combining both of them, and they don't really report it that way because I think GM makes more trucks than Ford. If you Combine GMC and Chevy together? GMC's a pretty small number from what I recall. Hmm. Okay. I mean, they sold in quarter two. Let's figure it's probably half half of what a Silverado is. I mean, that's not a small number. In quarter two of 22, they sold, you know, over 60,000 of them, of the GMCs, and 143,000 uh, Silverados. And of the Silverados, those are all powertrains? We don't know. Yeah, it's Silverado. It's okay, everything. It's Silverado. Got it. Okay. I'm going to look up. I'm going to bring some stats in and see what we can d- dig up. Uh, it's always interesting to find out how many uh, 5.3 liter versus 6.6 diesel. I'll, I'll bring some of that stuff in. That could be interesting. Hey, Lighting, did you hear? No. No, I did not. So, uh, kind of funny. Motor Trend put out a thing on the 2025 Rivian Adventure Van, uh, okay. which is silly looking. They had a rendering done. <laughs> it looks like a mix between the Amazon van and the Rivian R1S. No, that is a that's that's a I feel like that's an Econo van. That's an E E class, but four wheel drive. Yeah, the Ford the Ford Econo van. Yeah, but with, a, with a Rivian with, front end. Well, no, it's a, and a that's tent all Rivian. on top. It looks like Rivian. But, I mean, that's that's it's that's just, that's it's stupid silly. looking. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Stop uh, it. It's basically conceived as. Uh, you know, like the follow-up it's to the It's ill-conceived is what it is. Uh, you don't like it is what you're saying. Not even the slightest. So uh, rumor has it that uh, the Adventure Van will be an R1-based electric off-roader with clever features such as the Rivian Camp Kitchen and the ability to, conce- uh, to convert its seats into beds, 
allowing for days of off-the-grid living. Oh, listen, I would uh, spend a weekend in it. I, just because it's ugly doesn't mean I don't like it. I just think it's it's silly looking. I mean, vans are going crazy right now. Oh, for sure. And for so, sure. like, could you imagine if Rivian did an adventure van that was electric? You would that would you'd slay it. You'd sell every one you could make. Yeah, probably. Good call. I Rivian. mean, right? We'll we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. Anyway, the uh, the adventure van would harken back to the days when you could roll your into your local Volkswagen or Toyota dealer with the Westphalia or Chinook. I mean, could be lots of batteries are charged. You got LED lights everywhere. Yeah, you're super comfy. Right, that's sounding a little more appealing. Just without it, it, without looking at it, sounds cool. But then you see it and you go, mm, "No, not so much." How about if it was one hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars? Not eat. No, no. So Try again. So you rather have a Raptor R than the electric adventure van? Oh yeah. Wouldn't you? What if it came fully outfitted? Uh, um, no, 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 hmm. no. Hmm. How about you? Hmm. You're still, you're still Raptor R. You got to be Raptor R. Yeah, I don't really. I mean, vans are interesting. You see them on the trail, and they just look like they are the, the only, most unfun thing to I've ever drive. I've said this before. I love vans. Like I was just checking out a slammed little. That was one of those Ford Transits. Really like connect those connect. Just freaking tiny, tiny, tiny little vans, and it was just on air, dumped at that uh, at the show in Texas, and I I would drive that all day every day. I love those things, but like the big. Uh, no, no, I'm not into those big overlanding things. I mean, they're the people have them, love them. I just it just does not look. If I'm going to go camping and I'm going to do a bougie style, yeah, then I'm going to do RV, right, with slide outs. I mean, they're sleeping on well, the that's ground. Not camping, that's glamping. I, I get it, but like I don't and like you can that. Do it in next between. to that dude next to you with his generator going. I'm on gonna. Like, oh, dude, <laughs> there's always that guy. Why yeah. is there always that guy? He's usually you. He's not me. No, okay. I have I have those. Not uh, it, dude. I have Honda EU two thousands. They're they're whisper lights. Like, so hmm. quiet. Hey, lightning, did you hear? No, I did not. That seems <laughs> rude. Uh, you remember APG? Uh, the uh, do those uh, Ford Ranger upgrades, automotive performance group. Uh, the Upfitters, yes. Like uh, Ranger Raptor style builds. Yep. They've now uh, done one with the Bronco that they're going to be selling. That allows for the Bronco to have 40-inch tires. Really? While maintaining Ooh, let me see that. IFS. Oh, wow. Well, look at those fenders. That's wild. That is lo- That looks cool. Although, you know what it reminds me of? Uh, Marilyn Monroe standing over that vent in uh, uh Because the fenders uh, are blown up over yeah, the tires. Yeah, the fenders are blown but, up. But that looks better than Raptor R. Uh, the Raptor R has nasty, ugly fenders on it. They're, they're hideous. Uh, yeah. They're, that's This is not hideous. At least that's kind of cool. I looking. like it. I'm not a fan of that yellow, whatever that is. That is well, some that's sure bird poo yellow or something. I don't... Do birds poo yellow? I, I've i seen some. If, if par- you take a picture when they uh, land on your... Uh, Parakeets do, I think. When they land on your new... Uh, 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 My Expel Wrap? Expel Wrap, yeah. Your, your <laughs> paint protection film. Uh, so the uh, APG Bronco long travel front suspension system uses a three and a half inch wider per side billet upper and box lower control arms. For a total of 16.5 inches of wheel travel. Dang. Although that's with a uh, 37, I guess. It's limited to just 14.5 with a set of 40s. The front rear... Uh, Wait, how many inches am I losing by going to 40s? Uh, you are losing two inches. That's not awful. The front and rear damping are uh, handled by the 3-inch King Race Series coilovers and 2.5-inch triple bypass shocks, uh, but with a longer stroke. There's APG track bar, bill of control arms for the rear... The carbon fiber front and rear fenders are seven inches wider per side and are 100% aerospace grade. 
Also included in the package are a carbon fiber hood insert and a one-piece hardtop. And uh, to make sure that the Bronco Pro Runner, as they're calling it, can handle larger tires, Ultimate Dana 44 IFS drive unit, front axle, which I think is really undersized for 40s myself, and 300M RCV HD axles, which What would you have, good. 60s up there? You, but you can't. There's no room for them. Oh. It's a clamshell style. You know, I'm sure they, I think the Ultimate Dana 44 uh, goes to a cast iron from aluminum in the lesser Broncos. But damn, 44s, you, you, like I wouldn't put 40, I wouldn't put a Dana Ultimate 44 on a JL and run 40s. Really? No, I would do a 60 hmm. in the front. Uh, and the rear does go to a uh, Ultimate Dana 60 uh, and uh, seven inches wide. I wonder what flex, you were at Dana watching those axles flex. Uh, what would a what would an ultimate forty four? Well, I guess what 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 are the <sighs> a forty is a lot of weight out on the edges. Dude. No, I understand that. So where is the where are you going to break it? It's not going to be the flex. It's going to be in the. You're not going to break it. You're going to bend it, you're or gonna... you're going to break the ring and pinion from the deflection of the axles going through there. Ah, okay. I was trying to figure out where the weak spot was. Like, what's going to twist and finally? I mean, it depends distort. how it's mounted, and but yeah, it's the you know, it's the guts are going to blow up. I think the housing's probably fine because IFS isn't going to transfer a lot of loads. Like you're not, you know, like on a solid axle, semi-float versus uh, full float on the rear, where everything's on the, you know, on the axle housing. So that's good. But on right. that front, it's CV axles coming out of that thing. Oh, so it's, it's like, everything's in the axle. It's just, I just personally, to me, that doesn't sound like a a great upgrade for 40s. Although I would take that, do it with 37s, and get two two extra inches of travel. I'm good with that. Hey, lighting, did you hear? Good God in heaven, Ruby, there are just so very many ways for me to say this to you. Never, not in a million years, absolutely not, no way, Jose, no chance, Lance, and yet, negatory, mm-mm, nah, uh-uh, and of course my own personal favorite of all time, man falling off of a cliff. No! So the answer is no, I have not heard this upcoming story. Oh, that was really long for uh, the shortness of this story. Do you remember the Million Mile 2007 Tundra? I do. Do you remember that Toyota took it apart? I kind of do recall us talking about the fact that they disassembled it, yes. Yep. Well, the engineering learnings from that vehicle went directly into designing the 2022 model. Really? Yeah. So, uh, well, I wonder what they learned. That's kind of cool. When uh, Toyota received Victor Shepard's Million Mile Tundra, the only things that weren't working at the time were uh, the odometer, because it maxed out at 999999. <laughs> right. And the sun visor D10 on the driver's side. The sun visor detent, like where it just snaps in? Even the uh, frame of the seat and the foam was still showing pretty good with uh, light wear, if you can believe <laughs> light that. Light wear? No, I mean, it's like a bad Craigslist ad. No, I mean, it's it's Fender's pretty incredible missing, how yeah. nice that looked. Hmm. Uh, the truck bed, although, uh, had a lot of use. And so uh, the engineer, Mike Swears, uh, we should have him on sometime. Uh, he used a uh, lighter, more sturdy, corrosion-proof uh, if you will, composite material, SMC, kind of like what they use in the uh, Tacoma. And, of course, uh, that was tested by throwing all sorts of things in it. So it basically makes the uh, bed uh, a non-issue for those uh, million milers out there. And then uh, the new truck has a, a linear ladder-shaped frame for the Tundra instead of the uh, the way Toyota did it before. So some of the other changes included a li- uh, linear ladder-shaped frame, and the new design has wider supports under the bed for even distribution of weight so you don't get it tearing at the the bed bolts and things and, like and that. And remind me, this is boxed frames. Now, now it's boxed. Okay. It was uh, riveted in C-channel before. Okay. Also focused on storage inside the truck. In addition to those things, they also upgraded some of the mechanical bits to make sure that they would uh, last the test of time. So uh, those of you out there who uh, have 
stepped into a new Tundra or bought one for your driveway, rest assured that uh, all the learnings of the million-mile vehicle went into making that truck better. Well, I will say it seems like a pretty hot uh, seller, at least in, in SoCal or in my little circle of friends. Ran into two guys just this last week who both picked one up. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? How about no? Nope. The embargo is uh, now broken and behind us. Oh, so no more embargo. Interesting. On the uh, 2023 Chevy Colorado, and uh, it looks really, really good from uh, uh, specs and features and all that. I think the ZR2 looks sick. I think the work truck looks really kind of busy. Definitely doesn't, it's not the beans for me. Really? But the ZR2? Yeah. Oh, that's a good-looking rig. It looks like the mix between a, uh, a little uh, Silverado, the yeah. old Colorado. I like the skid plate yeah. on the front. Um, I, I like, it does look like a Silverado. That is wild. They carried over a lot of the same uh, yeah. The interior m- looks features. like Silverado meets Camaro. It looks a little more sparse than the Silverado, kind of reminiscent of some of the EVs, to be honest. Uh, yeah, I guess so. It, to me, it's a Camaro and Silverado, but it's definitely way better than the old one. Uh, I love the current generation Colorado. It's a great truck, especially the ZR2. It's just undertired and some trims, not a lot of power. And the fact that it is has a horrible interior. I hate spending time in it. Not anymore. But the truck drives great. It's great off-road. It's fantastic. This interior with the big screen and stuff, super rad. Here is a photo of what they're calling the Desert Boss, which adds... Uh, the the goofy bed rack with yeah, the sail panel. Yeah, that's kind of like, like the, the the ram bar, whatever they call it, on the ram but side. It has beadlock capable wheels. It has some real cool. rock sliders. It has this kind of like a bull you, bar yeah, looking thing that on the bull front. Bull bar does not really look right on this. It looks it, it, to me. I think it looks better without it. Yeah, it does look better. It's too much. You know, it's like uh, I get what they're doing, but man, that just the ZR2 itself is a great looking. They truck. did a nice job with the ZR2. Wow. Yeah, and then here is a uh, a picture of uh, the work truck. And I, I want you to look at the work truck. I don't mind the work truck. What do you Ugh, think is too busy about ugly. it? Ugly. The grill is horribly ugly. It just looks like it's a guy so that busy. needs a shave after, you know what I mean? It looks like you with a mm. big beard. It's got That's the bearded truck. I don't know. Here, here, it's because the whole front is black plastic. How about the uh, the LT? Here's the LT. The LT. Uh, better. Oh, yeah. Better. ZR2 is the one to ZR2 get. ZR2 is without question the one yeah. to get. All right, here. I've got a, uh, like, it's like an eight-minute video from Chevy talking about the new truck. So I figure, uh, why don't we play this, and then you can ask me questions after uh, you pay attention to this. I'll try. Hello, and thank you for joining us. I'm Scott Bell, Vice President of Chevrolet, and I am thrilled to share with you this next exciting chapter for the 2023 Chevrolet Colorado. The Chevy Colorado re-energized the mid-sized truck market when it returned in 2015. And in 2017, the Colorado ZR2 launched as a segment all its own, delivering ultimate off-road capability in a mid-sized truck. With the Chevy portfolio, Colorado serves as the introduction into the Chevy truck family. It welcomes customers into a strong and loyal fan base, providing the right-sized truck with amazing capability that's just right for their lifestyles. It's been used as a work truck, a toy hauler, a daily commuter, and of course, a serious off-roader. And while we're incredibly proud to see that level of versatility in action, we're always listening to our customers and pushing to make it even better. Today, I am excited to introduce a whole new level of capability, the all-new 2023 Chevrolet Colorado. 
We know our customers expect top-notch capability and incredible styling. And now the Colorado has been enhanced in every way with an all-new design, superior technology, increased capability, and more choice. Now here to give us an up-close look is the team that helped develop and design the all-new 2023 Chevy Colorado. The Colorado will be available in four familiar trims, work truck, LT, Z71, and the legendary ZR2. And for 2023, we've added the Trail Boss model to the lineup, giving customers three off-road truck options right from the showroom. What's more is all the models are built on a new chassis that gives the Colorado a 3.1 inch longer wheelbase along with a shortened front overhang. This not only contributes to a more aggressive stance, but offers a significantly improved approach angle. The Colorado has a new design with rugged tackle aiding proportions, not to mention a much wider, more confident stance. Each of the five models have a distinct personality. The trims are distinguished by specific design cues, such as LED lighting on Z71, a high clearance front fascia on ZR2, and 18-inch wheels on Z71 and Trail Boss. And for the first time, wheel bolt patterns are shared with the Chevrolet Silverado, giving customers a range of Chevrolet accessory wheel options. But one thing the trims have in common is a new athletic styling of the hood. As we move down the front of the truck, you'll notice an aluminum skid plate that's ready for any off-road adventure. And by moving the front axle forward, the truck can sport larger off-road ready tires with ease. The cargo bed is one of the most important features in a pickup. We redesigned the bed to offer more options for hauling and securing items. Now, there are eight standard fixed tie-downs and room for up to nine additional accessory tie-downs. Plus, there are four state pockets on the top of the bed and six two by six inch and four two by eight inch in bed pockets. And the tailgate can be positioned midway between fully closed and open, allowing storage of longer items. Another new feature is the available first-in-class tailgate storage compartment. When the tailgate is down, the locking lid opens to reveal a 45-inch wide and 4-inch deep compartment that can hold tools or gear, but can also be used as a cooler. And that's just the exterior. Check out what's inside. The standard 11-inch diagonal infotainment touchscreen is the centerpiece of the cabin and is accompanied by a standard 8-inch diagonal fully digital color instrument display. There's also an all-new center console with a more accessible drive mode selector and an extra-large wireless phone charging pad. And perhaps most exciting, a sunroof is available on the Colorado for the very first time. Every model of the 2023 Colorado is outfitted with a powerful 2.7-liter turbo engine, but there are three distinct output variants. The base variant has a GM-estimated 237 horsepower and 259 pound-feet of torque and is standard on the work truck and LT. The mid-range has a GM-estimated 310 horsepower and 390 pound-feet of torque and is standard on the Z71 and Trail Boss. And the high output engine has a GM estimated 310 horsepower and 430 pound-feet of torque. The engine is paired with a second generation eight-speed automatic transmission, providing an exceptional combination of highway refinement and low-speed mobility, particularly in off-road driving. We made a number of enhancements to this engine to optimize performance. We used a more rigid cylinder block casting and a 30% stiffer crankshaft. A fully forged bottom end and other technology used in diesel engines ensures engine refinement our truck customers can depend on. 
All of these changes enable this advanced engine to make more horsepower and torque than the previous three engine lineup. But enough about the engine, let's talk tech. The new technology in the 2023 Colorado doesn't stop under the hood. Colorado's new standard 11-inch diagonal infotainment screen is designed to make the driving experience more enjoyable and more intuitive, and is customizable to fit your needs. We've added new available camera technology with up to 10 available camera views, including an all-new underbody camera available on the ZR2 and Z71. Hitch guidance and available hitch view, along with Chevy's trailering app, which is standard on ZR2 and available on all of the trims, also helps the drivers with all stages of trailer from hitching to on-road assistance and even responding to potential hazards. Depending on the model, there's up to five available function and terrain tailored drive modes that work with the Colorado's increased off-road capabilities, normal, tow haul, off-road, terrain, and Baja. Normal mode provides a balanced mode for everyday on-road driving. Tow haul mode optimizes transmission shift points, throttle response, and other calibrations for trailering and hauling. Off-road mode uses dynamic performance features designed for general off-pavement driving. Terrain mode is designed for low-speed off-roading. It uses specific throttle control, brake performance, and other calibrations. And Baja mode was developed for high-speed off-road driving. It utilizes specific throttle control, transmission shifting, and other body drivetrain control calibrations. And of course, the Colorado offers a new enhanced roster of safety and driver awareness features. The new Trail Boss model gives customers off-road capability and the aggressive appearance, all at an affordable price. Trail Boss comes with 32-inch all-terrain tires and 18-inch wheels. The 2023 Colorado ZR2 is a high-performance off-road truck that does everything well. The ZR2 suspension is lifted three inches over a Colorado work truck and has a ground clearance of 10.7 inches. It's equipped with several features to enhance its off-road performance, including segment-exclusive Multimatic DSSV dampers, special cast iron control arms, front and rear electronic locking differentials, modified front and rear bumpers for better approach and departure angles, and off-road obstacle clearance, an aluminum skid plate to protect the radiator and engine oil pan and transfer case shield. But there's more news for ZR2. We're very excited to announce the first ever special edition ZR2 Desert Boss. Inspired by the Colorado's off-road racing program, the ZR2 Desert Boss takes the max off-road performance model even further. The Desert Boss comes with 17-inch beadlock-capable wheels, a unique off-road bumper front fascia, a roof-mounted light bar, and underbody cameras. The ZR2 Desert Boss will not go unnoticed. It comes with unique Desert Boss decals, sports bar with sail panel, and black badging. Whether you're seeking an adventurous companion, an off-road beast, or a daily driver, this truck is ready to help you tackle whatever comes your way. We can't wait for you to experience the all new 2023 Chevrolet Colorado. All right, well, that was a uh, really long and well done commercial. Um, interesting to well, listen to. Well, actually, it's not a commercial. This well, is, it, no, hold on. Okay. This is what they are giving uh, to the media prior to uh, the conference call tomorrow because the embargo is two days from tonight, which is in the, in the past. So this was uh, this is has their engineers and stuff on it. Most car companies do something like this okay. so that you can wrap your head around the, the basic points of it. And then I also have you know photos in the press release and stuff. But I thought this would be a good way of introducing that truck on here and to you, and then you could ask uh, questions. Well, I, I, I'm surprised by the Trail Boss. That actually 
to me, that's really close to the ZR2. I know the ZR2's got some upgrades, but the Trail Bosses. No, think about a Trail Boss as. Uh, I know, uh, I know, it's it's, it's uh, aesthetics, right? It's not. I know you still have 32 inch tires and you still have decent shock stuff, but the ZR2 comes with a three inch lift, the Multimatics, a 33 inch tire. Well, I, I get that, but yeah. like no, those are significant though. But that, that's going to be more money as well. Like, so I think you can get a lot of. When you and I, before we played the video, I thought, okay, it's just the ZR2 for me. Then they showed the the Trail Boss, and I really like the look of the Trail Boss. I'm yeah, surprised great. by that, right? Um, I also think that the the wheelbase and pushing those front wheels up forward yeah. made a big difference. Well, also the tire size look. going up to a 32 or a 33 because the current truck tires are too small. And right. now it looks like, like I say before, you pick it up and play with it in the sandbox like it's a Hot Wheel. Like it just looks cool. The higher clearance, I think they said, what, 14 inches of clearance? And the whole front fascia, that redo looks really good. I'm not a fan of the um, their bar in the back and the bed and the sail and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, we've talked about it. Everybody does that. I, don't, yeah. I would take that off. Whatever. Although, you can get a light bar on the top from the factory, which is kind of interesting. It'll be interesting. That is interesting, yes. In California, in some states, that would have to have a cover on it to be legal. So it'll mm. be interesting. And I think in West Virginia, uh, you can't even have any lights above the roof or something like that. Because Jeep got in trouble when they did their Liberty package that had that in the past. So it'll be mm. interesting. Every time an OE has something like that as an off-the-showroom floor, I'm always curious how they're getting around the regulations and, and whatnot. So. so we don't know pricing yet, correct? No. just This is just the first the first bite of the apple, getting the info out there. Nobody's driven it yet. We don't know the pricing yet. Uh, just thought it would be a cool way to, to introduce it. And you guys heard right, 2.7-liter four-cylinder out of the Silverado. Uh, with three different uh, power levels, that's 237, 259, 310, 390, or 310, 430. 430 is handsome. That's that's crazy good, yeah. right? In a truck that size with the eight-speed, that thing's going to rip. And, uh, you know, people love that engine in the Silverado. It's going to be even better. In, what did in we have this. in your ZR2? Uh, that was the diesel, the 2.8 oh, liter. Oh, that's right. It was a diesel. And this has more torque than the diesel did. In fact, the max trailer towing is 7,700 pounds. Well, that's pretty healthy. That's really healthy. Huh. And then you saw some of the uh, storage features, like in the tailgate. Yeah, the ice chest built into the tailgate, that's freaking brilliant. Well, it can be used as an ice chest, but it's more, you know, tools and things. I'm looking, we're thinking more about, like, take that out and put a gun safe back there yeah. or something like that. You know, I think that'd be cool. Except for when they steal your tailgate, and then they get your gun. Yeah, don't, uh, don't uh, allow them to steal your tailgate. Get those locks. Oh, yeah. So the uh, Trail Boss is uh, two inches lifted over the work truck, and then uh, three-inch wider front track than uh, work truck or LT. Then the ZR2 has a uh, three-inch lifted suspension and then the Multimatic DSSVs. So, And then, like they said, there's normal tow haul, off-road terrain in Baja, so different modes. Uh, and then the uh, new 11.3-inch uh, screen is pretty big. I think uh, that looks pretty nice, and uh, GM's new uh, software on all that is, is pretty good as well. So anyway, it'll be uh, coming in early 2023. I'm sure this isn't the last you've heard of it. Uh, hopefully I'll get behind the wheel and be able to give, give you guys my, uh, my opinion on it. But, uh, yeah, solid showing from, uh, from Chevrolet on the new uh, Colorado. And remember... Thanks for watching, and remember, everything matters. That's right, everything matters, including our inbox. Oh, yeah, that's right. You email? Yeah, I email. Do it. We email. That's right. Everybody email. Type it up. You email. Proofread. I email. Send it. We email. Click it. Everybody email. Man, I feel like it's been weeks and weeks since we've read your email. Truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. That is truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. I think we're over. We got too many gigs. 
of email right now. I think uh, we're, we're getting a, a little message from uh, Gmail saying, uh, check your inbox, guys. It's full. All right. So I got this one from uh, Landon Johnson. It says, Lightning Bugs TRX. Hello, fellas. You asked for a suggestion for Jay's TRX. What I would really like to see is a slam TRX, just to be contrarian. Uh, I have seen one on the drag strip. They're pretty rad. That exists already. As uh, far as lights, I live in a rural community and commute 40 minutes away from town. It's dark three months out of the year, going to and from work with extremely light traffic and lots of animals that like to saunter across the roadway. I've had Baja Design Pod Light, Squadron Pro, S1, and Squadron Racer Edition, and now Diodynamics SS3, Max, and Pro spot driving in fog. The Diodynamics lights are dramatically superior in output and distance. The Max driving lights are a legit 85-mile-an-hour light, whereas I was very disappointed in the Baja Design Racers that are advertised as such. With the Diodynamics uh, TIR Tech, same as the Surefire E1B flashlight, there's very little loss of light and therefore it goes where they designed it to. For distance lighting, there isn't much difference, but for fog lighting, it is critical. I do, however, prefer 5000K color of the Baja Design lights. Uh, that would be Kelvin on the light scale. And it says, uh, I'm not associated with either. I just appreciate good lighting, and that's Lando. And, uh, uh, yeah, Diode Dynamics is not a huge name. We've had them on the show before, but they make uh, some really well-engineered uh, lighting products. And w- I will say that um, I haven't tested as many lights back-to-back in the same conditions as you have, but I am a fan of Baja Designs and uh, run them on my JL now, and uh, I've used them in the past, and they also make a good light. So it might just depend on your use case, but great to hear that uh, feedback from somebody who's uh, had them both back-to-back. And I am lining up someone from Rigid, so we will be talking LEDs soon. All right. Lightning Plates from uh, RB. Halo, Lightning, and Holman. Congrats, Lightning, on taking delivery of the TRX. Also really enjoyed hearing Jackson from Glendale, CDJRFA. <laughs> That's just long. It's a real treat to know there's a long-time family-owned, family-run, honest dealership still out there. Yes, indeed, that is true. A few suggestions for Lightning's license plates. This one is uh, E-V-W-A-N-A-B. So that would wannabe? be EV wannabe, yes, as an electric vehicle. Yep. And the next one is a IAM one EV. That's IAM one EV. Okay. All right. Another one is IBANEV. IBANEV as an exciting vehicle. Note the, also the double entendre in the word ban. IBAN EV. Maybe. No, I'm not feeling these RB. I'm sorry. I call total BS on. I love smog because no one loves smog. Your goal is to tweak the Tesla crowd and greenies in general, but it's completely hollow when you pretend to love smog because you don't love smog. You just be actually, showcasing lighting stupidity. Does love smog? One. No, I don't. He actually, loves don't love it. No, I he actually, actually don't goes love smog. in search of it. No, I don't. I was a kid in Southern California where we had uh, smog days and yep. couldn't go to school that and did couldn't suck. Swim. No, it you sucked, can go to yeah. school. You couldn't go outside. Hey Jay, if you see a 2020 Laramie Longhorn 4x4 behind you, uh, behind your TRX for long distances, don't worry. It's just me drafting you in my Eco Diesel, and that's Ray. All right, got one from uh, Jason Broom. Raptor R hot take. Says, uh, Holman and Lightning, I was perusing Instagram and saw Johnny Lieberman's initial take on the Raptor R, so I commented on it with my own hot take. I figured it would be worth sending into TSP, so without further ado, here goes. The quote-unquote fault of research and development, Ford, uh, rearing its ugly head again. When Ford began designing the Raptor R, a truck meant to compete head-to-head with a truck from a competitor that emblazoned a T-Rex eating a Raptor on the airbox, the only move was to beat the T-Rex in every empirical category, especially if the resulting product was going to cost almost 40% more to start. It may be 500 pounds lighter than the TRX, but it will leave you your, your wallet 31,000 lighter than a TRX at each of the truck's respective MSR, starting MSRPs. 
for less power and less torque. Ford apologists can talk about power to weight ratio all they want, but what happens when we start talking about power per dollar ratio? Plus, not differentiating the Raptor R looks significantly from the standard Raptor because, from what I've read, they didn't want a regular Raptor owner to regret not owning the more powerful truck, a.k.a. they don't want to hurt regular Raptor owner's feelings. Total simp move. <laughs> ultimately, ultimately, the Raptor R still calls the TRX daddy. says, uh, speaking of TRXs, I can't wait to see pictures of Lightning's Moose Antler-equipped TRX on the TSP Instagram. <laughs> uh, longtime listener, first-time emailer. Five-star and continue mounting those parameters, preferably with a Banks iDash. Five-star review! Five-star! Mounter, monitor, key, engine, parameters. And uh, that's Jason from Denver. This one's from uh, Yuri. Uh, while Lightning waits for his TRX, well, so that's apparently an old email. While Lightning waits for his TRX to make it through the supply chain, its siblings are spotted roaming free in sanctions hit Russia. Oh, look at this. Uh, TRX, uh, orange yep. ignition uh, TRX in Russia. Wow. So Yuri, listen, I wonder how many Russian listeners we have. I don't know, but uh, if you live in Russia, email us, please. Trekshowpodcast at gmail.com. I can look on our stats. I should probably do that. I'm kind of curious. How, how many Ruskies do we have? It can't be too many. This is Yuri. It's not I, like an American no. station there. Let's see. What's his? Let me see here. Yep. His email. Yeah, definitely a Russian name, uh, but at Gmail. So who knows? Interesting. I mean, Gmail is international. Uh, TRX Mods, and this is from Seth Anderson. Hi, Light Boy in Fruit Pants. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay. Light Boy in Fruit Pants. I don't think either of those are <laughs> good nicknames. Better than, better than Starsky and Hutch. Um, no. Uh, love the show. By the way, I've noticed that your podcast uploads have been delayed the last few weeks. <clears throat> I don't know what you're talking about. There was uh, dude, only, only a couple hours. A couple days that we might have been up on Tuesday. Uh, you're not sneaking it past me. I look forward to commuting to work Monday mornings while listening to your show, and it hasn't been available. Well, go back and listen to the uh, greatest hits. Anyway, Lightning should keep his TRX mods to cosmetic changes for now. Carbon fiber bits, maybe wheels and tires, paint protection, etc. Messing with any of the performance parts from the factory at this point is pretty dumb. Drive it for a while, then see what bugs you about the performance. Then maybe look for a solution. <coughs> Thanks for doing the show. Keep mattering those parameters, boys. Mattered parameters! And that's Seth from Chicago. Lightning TRX from Wait, hold on. Sean. Did you realize what just happened there? The only reasonable person from Chicago just wrote into us. <laughs> yeah, I see what you did there. Uh, so uh, Sean says, uh, in six months, the TRX will belong to Gail Banks just like Lockjaw. <laughs> no, no, no. No, no, no. It's this. <laughs> yeah, on your side. On my side, it's this. That's hilarious. That was great. That was funny, this is like Sean. Comedy. Well done, well done. It wasn't even for me. We either. are going to be throwing in some uh, some gauges oh, and geez. some sensors. Cares. And, Who cares? Uh, no, it's a, Gail saw it and he's like, "Hey, I want to do a, a test where we change the pulley size and we look at the intake <laughs> air temp and <laughs> we look across the intercooler to see what it's doing." And this, I'm like, <laughs> "Sounds fun." <laughs> I'm not turning this pink slip over to you. No, just uh, just don't worry. He won't have time to do it. Hey, uh, so I got this one uh, from Jonathan Albrecht says uh, knives in TSA. Hey Sean, your story. Knives in TSA. <laughs> hey Sean, your story about your knife at uh, TSA reminded me of an experience I had years ago. My dad and I went on a canoe trip to Quantico Boundary Waters, and on the way up there from MSP, we stopped by my uncle's place for the night. My uncle used to work for the Chicago Cutlery Company, and he gave me a full size chef's knife from his collection. Being that it was at the start of my trip, I carefully put it behind the lining inside my hard side carry on bag so that it wouldn't damage anything. Imagine my surprise three weeks later when TSA pulls it out of my bag and holds it way up in the air and flashes the blade off the light so everyone can see and shouts loudly, Is this your knife? 
Short story, <laughs> they had to put my name on a special terrorist watch list for three years. No. After after doing that, they helped me mail it home to myself. A week later, I find the knife in my mailbox. The entire blade exposed with only the handle still in the packaging. And that's a horrible story from Jonathan. Um, I will tell you a story about TSA. I don't think I... Did I tell it on this story? I don't know what it is. The one from uh, where I found something in my backpack on a trip? I don't... It's just not ringing a bell. Okay, so I don't mix my bags. My airline bags and my range bags are two different things because I don't want accidents. Oh, I see where this is going. And I do that on purpose. And I I am conscious to always go through my stuff. However, the one bag that could possibly sometimes be cross-contaminated is my backpack because my backpack goes with me everywhere no matter where I am. Apparently, I had uh, known someone who might have been in the desert and then put their uh, CCW uh, sidearm uh, uh, mag that was full of hollow point nine mil <laughs> in a the hidden pocket uh-huh. of their backpack. Of their backpack or your backpack? And then that person maybe walked through security uh-huh. and made it to their destination. And imagine their surprise when they got to the hotel when they were pulling things out of their bag that they made it all the way to their destination through two airports with a loaded mag, which is a very, very, very bad felony. Wow. And then- And how did you get it home? I, a friend of mine. <laughs> it was not me. Okay. It was not his friend. Friend. Of mine. Friend of yours. Friend of Holman's. I, uh, Named Schmolman. I may have asked the my car service driver if mm-hmm. he shoots nine mil. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy. Right. The friend. And he said yes- and so I gave him all of the rounds that were in you said your magazine. Friend did. Hey, your my friend. friend, my friend gave him those, and then I mailed it to myself, so I wouldn't have to have it go home. Got it. So I'm like, hey, you mean your friend mailed it to right, you to me, so I'm right. safekeeping. Right. So my friend <laughs> may have uh-huh. traded the driver a quick ten minute stop at FedEx to uh, ship something. And he got uh, some nice uh, Hornaday ammo out of it. Dude. Got it. Was your friend, like, how freaked out was your friend? Like, holy mackerel. Like, is someone going to call after the fact? Do you think they had this on x-ray? Uh, I believe his testicles dropped. <laughs> yeah. Far. I could say. And, uh, and the thing that's funny that. about this is, I, I don't know if I've told this story, but uh, there was a time Jason Gonerman and I were at LAX, and we're standing in line with the normal morning commute. Yes, to the that's this story you yes. have told. Yes, and so I couldn't find him. I went through. He says, "Do you have the car keys?" And I get on the plane. Turns out he may have had some things on him. So I've made fun of him for years about that because I'm like, "Ha ha ha! You don't search your stuff." Ha ha ha! Here it happens. And to then you. I'm like, "No, mine's be- mine's worse because I had bullets." Yeah. I mean, I mean, your friend, the f- my friend, your had, friend had, had bullets. Had bullets so. That who. who Gave them away to a driver and then shipped a magazine to you for safekeeping. Not to me, back to himself. Back to, to his friend. To, right. Friend. This is confusing. This is not a good story. <laughs> By the way, none, none of this, none, this is all, is all shtick uh-huh. and none of this happened. Not none of it. No, I was just telling a joke. That's right. It's an unfunny joke. I understand that. Unfunny. What I'm doing is a public service to all of my listeners out there because I love each one of you mm-hmm. to just double check. That's all I'm right. saying. So you're telling the story on behalf of your friend. I'm, no, 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 I'm just telling the story on behalf of everyone everywhere. I see. Just so you don't end up with bologna sandwiches and water 
and a cellmate that you didn't pick. And soap on a rope. <laughs> yeah, that's... Churchillpodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. We apologize for, uh, well, for that story. We'd like to hear yours, though. Truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. Send us one, won't you? The Truck Show. The Truck Show. The Truck Show. Oh, oh. All right, Holman, this is where you uh, pimp our Instagram handles and you tell people to slide into my DMs so they can uh, get a deal on Banks Parts. Didn't you just do that? I guess so. At, at LBC at Lightning. At LBC Lightning. At yeah. Sean P. Holman. Yeah. At Truck Show Podcast. Call us. 657-205-6105. Did you run out of energy? Is that what just happened? Uh, it's been a long show. It's been a long show. It's a good show. Solid. It's, yeah, pretty solid. solid. Had a moral to the story. Don't travel yeah. with... Add some educational bits in don't there. Don't travel with uh, firearms. We learned something. Yeah. Yeah. This is the type of show that, that people get a little bit of everything. You know, because uh, when we have a successful show like this, you know what we do? We give... No, I don't know. What do we do? More successful. More shows. successful. Yeah. yeah. Right. So it's like when, when we're done being successful, we will go and become more successful. Is that what we do? Right. I don't. I don't feel that way. No. No, not really. I feel like when we're done being successful, we're just done. We, <laughs> we, go, we, we take naps. <laughs> we go to bed. <laughs> yeah. It is. It's yeah. late. Yeah. You know, I think people, most people know, we've slipped a few times in the last few weeks where we've said, uh, thanks for coming on tonight or spending tonight with us or it's late. Well, I mean, look, I mean, we, it, we, you know, you for guys the first know two and a half years, we, we kept the three really years. Hard, yeah. We kept it really, uh, we didn't tell you where we broadcast. Well, that's not true. We did. We told yeah, you. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we, we didn't tell you when we, we were Cut recording. a lot of that out. Yeah. Yeah, we cut it we out. Tried we tried to be day neutral. Like, we never said, you know, hey, thanks for coming on tonight. And we, like, always would delete that. And now we just, we're like, ah, dude, guys, at the end of the day. We're here in the podcast studio, so we understand we suck sometimes. Yeah, I mean, look, we've done we've done a twelve hour day, and and here we are doing some more. So uh, when we're done giving and successfulizing, we, uh, we, we su- successfully give some more. That's right. Except for now, because we're done. Yeah, we'll give next week. Well, no, you know what we have to do. We have to give Nissan some love. That's right, we do. So uh, hey, listen, if uh, you're looking uh, for a brand new truck, Frontiers and Titans. Find them at your local Nissan dealer, NissanUSA.com. You can build them price. And uh, use the uh, the code TRUCKSHOW when you per- – no? No, there is no truck oh, show. Okay. They go, no, but oh, they will get the, the best warranty in the business, five-year, 100,000 miles with the Titan and the Titan XD. And one hell of a uh, reliable truck on either three. Faux show. And when you're looking for reliable information and you're not getting it from your dashboard, you go to bankspower.com and you serve up a brand-new iDash, either a brand-new iDash Data Monster or an iDash Super Gauge. The difference being – Data logging. If you want to record that data and play it back, the data monster's for you. If you're just there to see it and monitor it, the IDAS Super Gauge. So read and clear codes, tons of diagnostics, pressures, temps, all the stuff the GM, Ford, and Ram don't want you to see displayed right there on the very convenient 52-millimeter gauge that goes right up in your dashboard or in your dasher, wherever you want to put it. Small and handy, powerful. And you know what else is uh, handy and powerful? That would be uh, onyxmaps.com or the Onyx app from the Google Play or Apple uh, App Store. It's a great off-road navigation app for not only planning your trips, but figuring out where to go off-road. They have uh, featured trails. They got offline maps. They got a ton of information on ownership of uh, lands. All the things you need to uh, get yourself lost and then unlost again, go to onyxmaps.com. If you sign up for the subscription, there's a couple different levels. Use the code TRUCKSHOW because they actually do have a discount code, and that'll give you a discount toward your year of mapping bliss. Hey, so James Pauling, one of our listeners, just slid into my DMs like as we're saying this right now, and he uh, had some uh, license plate suggestions for me. I want to run these by you. One is uh, carbon tax. 
That's good. <laughs> right? Another one is LOL. How about cap and trade? Oh, that one's good, <laughs> yeah. Good How about LOL EPA? I think, didn't we come up with one like that? Well, I think we might have, yeah. yeah. And I, think, then, uh, I think we did and that one was taken. And then I think we ran it through. G-R-8-A-G-A-N, great again. Yeah, that's that's solid. How about, oh, I got one, V-great. V-great? Yeah, like V-8, but great. No. No? No. How about small wiener? I'm in. <laughs> that's, that's a weird comeback. Hey, speaking of small things, we have a small favor for you. Uh, is that to uh, ask our listeners to actually uh, go to Apple, leave a review? Why are you whispering? I don't know. Because it bugs you? Because <laughs> I think it's funny. I, I, I Well, let's, let's whisper. No, 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 that'll get yeah, that'll yeah, be get weird. back down to one get star. Weird. Weird, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so we want a five star review, guys. Go to Apple Podcast app. Uh, it's on your iPhone, and uh, well, you, you Give can us leave some it on Spotify, but let's let's do it on on Apple because that's where we're like nine hundred and sixty nine or something, right? How, how about do it wherever you're listening? Okay, that too. If as if long they as have it, do it. <laughs> as long as it's and then, Apple, then figure out how to do it on Apple. <laughs> yeah, because yes. that's where we need it, guys. Seriously, please leave us a five star review. We're so close to a thousand. Please. Do it. What are we going to do with a thousand? I uh, we will throw a. We'll have a party. We lie. No, we <laughs> threw a party. We've already thrown two parties. I know we have. Why not do it again? Because they're tired of us. You think so? Yeah. I know exactly what we're going to do. What we're going to do? What Ralph Garman does. We are going to do. We're going to do one of those uh, live uh, internet things where we all drink. We're all live on the internet. I like, told uh, you I wanted to do that. Well, we're going to do that. And you're like, no, blah, blah, blah. How no, many times have I that, said we should do something where we have uh, like a- inter- Happy hour. Yeah, I've told you that. So I'm in. Now, what well, you weren't in a year ago. I am now. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I'm bipolar. I don't know. We literally talked about this idea before. I don't think that I hated it. I think you're making that up. I think I was always in. I don't think so. I think so. Doesn't matter what I thought then, because what I think now <laughs> is it's a great idea. And when we hit one thousand well, reviews, know, I know what it is. One thousand five star reviews. We no, are no, doing no, no. a live happy hour. Uh, we're gonna. We're gonna. I know what it we're is. We're gonna go on Zoom, and everyone My can idea, join. You in. hated Ralph Garman's idea. You love. Maybe so. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe All right, so. I'm going to drink the uh, latest bottle that I just got, which is the Nashville Barrel Company. I found cherry Dr Pepper rye. So excited! Really? Yeah. Have you had uh, the blackberry Dr Pepper? Or yeah, black? It's okay. It's it's not the good. only good one is really the the uh, cream soda one. I like the out, cherry out of the flavors. I had cherry today. Yeah, it was the good. Cherry's eh. yeah. Cherry oh, Coke makes Coke a hundred times better. Cherry Dr Pepper is like half a percent. Listen, better. the point, guys, is that thousand reviews. We're so close. To Apple Podcast app. Leave us a review, and we will celebrate by including you on a happy hour on a Friday. We're all going to drink together on Zoom. All drinking. BSing. I could drink to that. I'll drink to that. No, I'll drink to that too. We'll drink to that. All right, fine. So you like being drunk? Fine. I'm going to get you so drunk you'll never want to drink again. Come on. The Truck Show Podcast is a production of Motor Trend Group. This podcast was created and produced by Sean Holman and Jay Tillis with production elements by DJ Omar Khan. If you like what you've heard, please head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating. And if you're a fan of the Truck Show Podcast, we encourage you to visit and patronize our sponsors. Thanks a lot for that info. Have a good truck and trip. <laughs>